like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. Welcome to another in our series of sex magic podcasts. I'm Primal Piggy. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy, all one word. You can also find me as an admin of a rather large Facebook page called Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape. You can find that page at WCDT BDSM. Uh, when, when a working is complete, spiritual aftercare is an important part of this work. Deities who were involved should be thanked. Sacred space should be devoked, and sacred objects returned to their places. Uh, this may well involve dragging yourself out of the cuddling phase when you'd really rather just roll over and sleep, but it's necessary. It's a matter of respect for these forces that we work with uh, that are such grand gifts of the universe. Like any gift, they shouldn't be left lying around uncared for. The discipline of spiritual cleanup may be inconvenient, but it reminds us, top and bottom alike, of our actual place in the grand scheme of things, and that we shouldn't that we should, in fact, be grateful. Uh, don't just thank your partner uh, if you're using deities in your uh, in your workings. Uh, the gods are still listening in. Thank them for uh, sending your partner to you. Uh, remember that a little gratitude goes a long way when kneeling before an, any altar. Uh, the gods or goddesses, like us, want to be loved and appreciated for who and what they are. Now, in BDSM, aftercare is the period of time after a scene in which partners attend to one another's physical emotional, and psychological needs. Within sex magic or magical workings of any type, we also have to add a special magical element, as I just alluded to previously. Uh, typically, the dominant partner in the scene will be the one caring for the submissive partner or partners, but it is uh, really important that uh, tops and dominants in uh, participating in scenes also uh, get some level of aftercare if it is uh, something that they need. Now, remember, not everyone needs aftercare, but there are some things that you do after scenes that kind of fit in, in, this, th in this whole scheme of uh, BDSM uh, that you know, may not be actual care, but they are, uh, they kind of fall in here, like cleaning toys, putting toys away. And you may have special protocols, uh, like the submissive generally. Uh, in an impact scene, the submissive would uh, clean the toys and put them away after receiving uh, the pain. And uh, um, this would be done after uh, coming down from any type of uh, uh, subspace that the submissive is in. Uh, BDSM scenes are often very intense and can often be emotionally 
and psychologically draining. Now, here are some types of aftercare. Uh, warm, fuzzy blanket, delicious tea, playlist of soothing songs, um, maybe you enjoy dancing, a favorite movie, a TV show, or a YouTube video of kittens, maybe actual kittens, uh, cuddles, the gentle kind or maybe the strong, squeezing kind that feels like they'll never let go. Uh, Pre-negotiated physical pain or more sex or orgasms could be aftercare. Um, Pre-written notes from uh, from loved ones. Uh, aromatherapy, lavender, sandalwood. sandalwood. Uh, favorite smells, coffee, baking bread, vanilla. Uh, maybe yoga, maybe coloring with crayons or colored pencils, breathing exercises, guided visualization, uh, words of, of affirmation, maybe just sitting and having a, a nice talk. You know, of course, some people don't like talking at all in aftercare, and some people can't talk due to subspace. Um, guided visualization, journaling, uh, crying or screaming into a pillow if needed, running, uh, chocolate, self-soothing movements like stroking, rocking, humming, uh, going for a nature walk together or alone or to a zoo or crunchy foods perhaps. Uh, focus on a single object, a positive self-talk. Um, there, there are so many different ways to, to do aftercare. A lot of times we just think of aftercare as needing snuggles and, uh, you know, hugs and, uh, uh, you know, a bottle of water. And it could be more than just that. It could be all of these other kinds of things. And aftercare can go on for a long time. It can be, it can be an extended period of time. It's not just, uh, you know, rolling over in bed and, you know, and laying there for just a moment. Um, I encourage you to make a list of items and activities for your aftercare kit so you can remember what kind of care to offer your partner. So let's uh, switch gears for just a, uh, into something that is related to this, uh, related to caring for your partner. Uh, not done necessarily after a scene, but what if during a scene your partner is triggered? Now, a trigger is an action, a word, an emotion, a smell, or uh, any other thing that causes a negative, often flashback-style feeling in a person. They're often the result of abuse or trauma or highly negative, emotionally charged situations. Uh, you want to show that you care, or that you care, and uh, you're invested in your partner's well-being. They're experiencing a wide variety of emotions that may have nothing to do with you, but suddenly are being unleashed with the force of a ton of bricks. Your partner's beginning a psychological and emotional journey that may take hours or even days to recover from. They may be experiencing symptoms like. Some of these, maybe maybe they have increased heartbeat and blood pressure, extreme temperatures like the chills and shakes or sweating and a feverish feeling, a mood swings and less than rational thoughts, a fear, panic, anxiety, a generalized feeling of not being safe. 
um, increased movement, like pacing, rocking, or fidgeting. Maybe they're, uh, they have a change in their vocal tone, the speed, and the volume. Uh, perhaps they're feeling anger or fear or other negative emotions directed at you. Uh, know that this experience is unlikely to really be even about you, but about an event in their past. Uh, you may know what that is, and maybe you don't. Uh, understanding the emotion your partner's feeling, such as anger, fear, or anxiety, will help you better bring them back to a safer place. Uh, your partner may be able to communicate that they've been triggered, and you can begin the healing process. However, your partner may not know they've been triggered, and you may be called upon to test a series of self-soothing strategy strategies Sorry, until you find the right one, because saying, hey, calm down, really isn't as effective as you would hope. Uh, your partner may also be tempted to act rashly during their triggering episode. Remember, this isn't personal, so don't take it personal. Uh, keep an eye on them and gent gently discourage any negative behaviors that may cause heartache later, such as anger texting, vague booking, destruction of personal property, name-calling, binge eating or drinking, or giving themselves a trigger-inspired haircut. Um, if there are any types of activities that are self-harm, you may need to uh, notify somebody, uh, maybe call, like here in the States we have 911. You may need to call uh, for emergency help uh, if someone is hurting themselves. Uh, uh, after the storm has passed, your partner may feel a little shaky and need trigger aftercare. Uh, reaffirm uh, your value to them and what you like about them. They may be feeling insecure or vulnerable about what just happened, and the trigger may have sparked other strong reactions, such as the need to assert control over their environment or their emotions. And so um, those are a couple different things about aftercare, uh, both uh, and uh, just about care in general, caring for your partner if they're triggered, Sometimes uh, people have uh, religious baggage that they're bringing in, or maybe they have religious trauma that they have undergone. And so it's definitely something to consider and to also just kind of be risk aware and be prepared for and just to kind of have a, a plan for if you're uh, in the midst of a sex magic scene and something, some negative trigger happens or uh, after... Uh, a sex magic scene, releasing all of that energy can uh, really take a lot out of both a top and a bottom in the scene. And aftercare, while you may not need aftercare uh, for regular scenes, uh, sex magic scenes may require additional aftercare uh, that you, you know, that you weren't planning for. Uh, but now you can be a little better prepared now that you've uh, heard this podcast. Uh, I am Primal Piggy. Uh, thank you for listening today to this BDSM United podcast. You can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy, all one word, or at Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape at WCDT BDSM. You can find us on the web at www.bdsm.com. 
Uh, be sure to check us out on FetLife if you're on there. Send us a friend request. Uh, we're uh, BDSM United on there. And uh, if you're, uh, you can watch us on YouTube as well. Uh, if you're listening to these podcasts, you can see the podcast being recorded on YouTube. Uh, you can find that by searching Primal Piggy. And if you're listening on your favorite platform, just be sure to leave a review. Uh, tell other people what you like about it and uh, let people know that this exists. Thank you again for uh, watching or listening today. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of whips, chains, and duct tape, and she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters, for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.